Hello and welcome to the Addicts Anonymous podcast. I'm your host, Jim R. Today it's episode 86 and we're going to be interviewing Beth C. How are you doing, Beth? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. You excited to do this or what? Excited, nervous. Yep, let's do this. All right, all in all in one. It's good to be nervous. You step outside your comfort zone and it usually is for the better. We're gonna we're gonna have fun today. So let's dive in, get the party started. Tell me about your childhood. Ooh, um, I was born and raised until I was 10 in San Bernardino, San Bernardino, California. Um, pretty ghetto, um, high desert, um, lots of drugs, lots of gang activity. Um, well, what family. do you mean by, what do you mean by ghetto? It's just a really bad part of town? Just, just, just the ghetto. I mean, um, a lot of drugs. It's known for a lot of drugs. It's like a. High Desert is one of the capitals for methamphetamines. So, you know, every other house either did meth or cooked meth, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's like, yeah, you know, when with meth comes lots of violence and gay activity. Um, yeah, I lived there until I was about 10 or 11. Um, did you ever witness anything that was like traumatic? Yeah, there was, you know, was, I'm, I remember later on finding out like this deep creek that we swim in when I was a kid they had to shut it down because there were so many bodies in there that they couldn't oh they couldn't God. get all the bodies out so they had to close it down you know and I swam in that shit when I was a kid you oh know and I still it traumatized me just talking about it you know um you know seeing dead bodies I was probably about nine eight or nine the first time I saw a dead body you know and it was just over by the creek, you know, some, something went bad and there's just a body there, you know. Um, mm. You know, you see that stuff, it's kind of not as normal as it's like, you know, get used to it, you know. You know, when you walk somewhere and you smell that smell, you know, something's over there. You don't, don't go that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, what was your home life like? Um, my home life, um, my ha- dad had died in 95, so when I was probably about three, um, so it was just me and my mom, my little brother. How did your dad pass? He was hit by a drunk driver by a semi-truck, and, um, yeah, he did, died in the hospital from, um, bleeding in the brain. So, pretty gnarly getting him hit by a semi truck. Um, but yeah, a drunk driver, you know. Um, yeah. Um, my mom. My mom was. She's she's an addict. She doesn't really do recovery, but during that time, she was using methamphetamines and drinking a lot. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this question. Just going back for a moment. Now that you are a recovering addict yourself, do you forgive that guy for what he did? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Because I was going to say, that takes a lot of strength. I don't know if I would be able to, you know, I'm asking you that question while myself. I don't know if I'd be able to. That's why I'm asking. I I give you a lot of credit, a lot of credit, you know, credit with credit is due. Um, But that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I'm a believer that everything happens for a reason, you know, even the bad stuff. 
you know, and my mom, my mom tried to raise me not to hate my dad, but also to be aware that, you know, he wasn't the greatest person, you know, um, and that was why she kind of kept me away from my dad's side of the family. Um, so I don't know anyone from the, my dad's side of the family because they're just, you know, really raging addicts and just really, you know, like dark magic, just evil, like just don't want anything to do with that part of their family, that part of my family. Um, so I kind of like, I couldn't really hold resentments because it was a man that I didn't know and that I grew up to know that my life probably would have been a lot worse if he were alive, you know? Um, my mom might have not made it if he was still alive. So it was, it was one of those things to be aware of, you know, from, you know, since a young age. I mean, my mom used to drive, drive around high and drunk all the time, you know? because she was in her addiction, you know? Um, and that's, I've had to accept and forgive my mom a lot more than anybody in my life that she's, she's an addict, you know? I have to look at her more. I can't look at her as my mom. If I look at her as my mom, I get resentful. I have to look at her as an addict, you know? Like she's an addict, she's a recovering addict. She might not be in a recovery, but she's a recovering addict, you know? I didn't understand that until I got clean. What was life like at school for you? Ooh. Um, in San Bernardino, it wasn't too bad, you know, when I was younger because I just, I grew up there. So it was, it was all right. But once I got, once I moved to North County, San Diego, with my aunt, like, I was very ghetto talky, you know? I was like this little, little rat growing up in San Bernardino to moving to Carlsbad where all the Valley kids are and the rich kids and like, so I'd be talking all like hood and these kids were like, you know, these rich kids are like, whoa, you know? <laughs> like, what is this? Um, so it was really hard once I moved to North County. It was, um, and not fit in whatsoever. Um, you know, nobody really accepted me because I was just too either completely quiet or just like, hey, what's up, dog? What's up, fool? Da 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 da. You know, <laughs> like, and all the kids are like, whoa, what's up with this white kid? Like, yeah. you know? And then ended up actually transferring, they ended up transferring me and my little brother to a different elementary school. So I guess we were too wild, you know? Um, so I ended up going from Buena Vista Elementary and getting sent to Jefferson Elementary, was, which was more in the Barrio area of Carlsbad. Can you go over there, baby? Here, you can have. So, what age did you first encounter any type of substance like drugs or alcohol? Um, when I was four, my my older brother gave me a cigarette. I remember that was the first time I smoked a cigarette. And four years was, old. Four years old. My brother was very <laughs> Yeah, I remember he was in a blood game before I was before he was in Les San Martino. 
eight or nine, he was in a blood gang. I remember him going to juvie or a group home or something. He was trying to kill someone with a knife. He was hardcore. Uh, but yeah, the first time I smoked a cigarette, I was four. He started stealing them from my mom when I was probably like eight. Yeah. And then I, I was like eight or nine. Yeah. And I hit a joint when I was eight or nine. I was my older brother, the same one I smoked a cigarette with. The first time I did a hardcore drug was when I was 13. I didn't mind a mess. And once I did that, I was hooked. I was hooked. Wow. Going back to when you were eight years old, I mean, where did you find this stuff? My older brother. <laughs> All of it came from him? Yeah. Well, no, the weed and, um, you know, taking sips of beer, the cigarettes came from him because, you know, he was. We lived in San Bernardino, you know, there's stuff for everywhere. He didn't give me meth, but um, yeah, all the other stuff was everywhere and he was doing it, you know. So, hey, you want to hit this? You know, you know, running around the desert, you know, why not? Let's hit this. Yeah, so that was pretty gnarly, but once, yeah, once I was 13, I hit that. Once I hit the line of meth, that was, I was stuck. With that. Yeah, I started stealing some cars. Ditching school. Oh man. And you said that's all that you you broke up a little bit. So that all kicked off when you started using meth, you said? Yeah, when I started using meth. Um I mean I my brother got sent to a um a group home when I was probably about about ten, like right before we moved to North County. And um he abused me when I was younger. And it wasn't until right before we moved that I told my mom, like, of the neighbor that abused me, but I didn't tell her about my brother abusing me because I didn't know how to, like, admit it, Wait, so you know? Back up a second, the neighbor, what happened with the neighbor? Um, the neighbor, the neighbor threatened me with a gun when we went to Deep Creek, went to Lake Creek to go swim. And um, he told me to come to his apartment and we went to his apartment and he showed me a gun. He was like, thank you, baby. And he's just like, I'm going to kill you and your family if you don't do this. And I was like, okay, so I had to go over there every day. So he said, you, you said you're, you're breaking up a little bit or you're speaking very low. You said he was going to kill you? Yeah, he said he would kill my family first and then he would kill me if I didn't do what he wanted every single day. So okay. I had to go over to his house every day. And I think that lasted, I don't know, maybe half a year until he moved out. And then around the same time, my brother started abusing me. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. How, how did that happen? To my me asking, what kind of stuff would he do? Well, just everything, you know, from just molestation to forced blow jobs to trying to have sex with me, but I was so small, it didn't like work, you know? Um, maybe go play over there, please. Thank you. Um, yeah, but he ended up getting sent away when I was probably about 10. Um, I moved to, well, my mom and her bad addiction to meth got us to the point where we were in and out of um, hotels. And I was just like, okay, forget this. I'm, I'm running away, you know? And I call my aunt and I tell her, I live in Carl's bed, and I tell her, you know, I'm going to run away. And she's like, just, just stop. I'll be there tomorrow. And so 
she came and picked me up the next day, you know, and I told my mom, if she ever wanted to see me again, she had to stop using meth, you know, just stop, you know. And um, so I moved to, I moved to Carlsbad and I went from the ghetto and in and out of hotels and all the gang activity and the drugs around me to Carlsbad, the beach, goons and really nice houses, you know, like complete opposite anything I've ever seen. And um, yeah, I moved into a condo with my aunt and it was like amazing, amazing. And I remember like the first or second day that I was there was this condo over the lagoon. And the first or second day I was there, I didn't know anything about Camp Pendleton. You know, it's a base over an ocean site, but I didn't know anything about it. And they're like doing experimental bombs in the ocean and the whole like everything vibrated. And I was like, whoa, what the hell? You know, and not too long ago, September 11th happened. So I thought we were going to war. I was like, oh my God. So I called my aunt thinking we're all going to die, you know, because mm. the base is going off, you know? It's like, no, it's okay. It's just Camp Pendleton, you know? And it was, yeah, it was a, I have to, that, that right there changed my complete life. You know, if I would have stayed in the high desert, I would have been way worse, way worse in my addiction. Um, then could have been a lot, a lot worse than what they became. Um, my mom ended up moving to North County after a couple of years and living with my grandma and grandpa and getting clean, getting a job and doing everything. Um, I ended up moving with her after a while, um, right down the street from my aunt. And um, my little brother was kidnapped by his grandpa after his grandma died, and his dad died. And what do you mean? What do you mean kidnapped? <laughs> he was like straight up kidnapped. Like his uh, his grandpa was like a cop, but he's a very cop. Is that your dad and, or your, your uh, spouse's no. dad? No, this is my this is my little brother. We have different dads. Wow. Hold on, not right now, baby. I know we painted you now. Um Isabella. No. Go over there, please. Go over there. Okay, where was it? So mom moved it, moved back. I moved in with her. Started going to school. That's when, you know, me not fitting in at all. Um, that's what made me isolate. I didn't fit in with anybody. And... Um, well, I didn't fit in with anybody, so like I just the only way to get any friendships or anything was to go and ditch school, you know, ditch school, go get some bottles, invite kids to the house, and get up. so that's what we did. Okay, Bella, you need to move. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So started drinking mostly and smoking weed. And then, you know, with that came people that were like, okay, this is the house that we can hang out at. And 
get high during the day when everybody's supposed to be at school, you know? And um, so it was our house, it was the hangout spot to get messed up. And um, so when you have a house like that, you know, older kids start coming with drugs, you know, real drugs, not just weed and alcohol. And um, what kind of drugs? uh, Yeah, the real stuff. And what's the real stuff? you know, I did my first line at 13. Um, you did your first line of methamphetamine. Meth was the name. Yeah. And not long before that, um, I was 13, almost 14. Not long before that, uh, my older brother had gotten out of his boys' home because he turned 18. And um, um, so that was just he got so it didn't stop his content. So he got meds, started with meds, and that's made him with three years. 